Ted, before we start the show, I just want to say the Elon video where he's shooting the 50 cal, the giant gun from the hip. I was like, am I looking at Elon or am I looking at John Ramboid? Yeah, it did look like John Ramboid. Just for context, dear loveliest listener, it was a video posted on formerly Twitter, now x.com. Don't say Twitter. Of Elon from the hip firing a big old big boy's gun. The biggest. The biggest big boy's gun you can get. Here's a little background, folks. So Elon posted an amazing photo of him at the border of, I guess, America, I'm not sure, wearing a cowboy hat with super cool stubble. Mm. I mean, shout out Potato Head. He really looked like a potato. Like a russet. Yeah, like if Potato Head from Smash Mouth looks like a store-bought potato, Elon looked more like a wild potato. Yeah, less creamy, more starchy. Like a little lumpy. You gotta brush it off before you use it. Your store-bought potato, that's grown in a lab, that's got MGMOs in it, like that's not a real potato. Elon's head in that picture with the cowboy hat looks like the kind of potato that just grows in the rough, like probably in like a gravelly, rocky terrain, you know? And it's like, is it smooth and perfect and woke and PC? No. No, it's not woke. It's not woke. Elon's head looks like an unwoke, rugged man's potato head. Yeah, I love how unwoke it is. So like setting the scene, he posted this video of his beautiful spuddy head with a cowboy hat on, worn backwards for effect. Yep. That's how they're doing it. And then, you know how it is, Ted. The, the, the idiot brigades online saw this video of him looking like an awesome potato at the border and mm. said, you're just a poseur. You're just playing dress up. You know, you're just pretending. And if someone says on a forum, I bet you're a big, stupid, ugly slob. What's the coolest thing you can do? Defend yourself. Post a picture of yourself saying, does this look like a slob? Yeah, if I'm so pathetic, would I have streamers coming off the back of my Tesla? Oh, my wife's going to leave me? Really? Well, here's a video of me doing a jump on a bike. Oh, my girlfriend dumped me for her two hunky boyfriends? Well... I'm going to film you guys and become your financial P. Oh, my wife's cousin isn't actually your cousin. Because even if it was, why would he be sleeping in her bed with her and you're not allowed in? And how dumb do you have to be not to get that? Uh, really? Yeah. Well, here's a video of me spinning a basketball on my finger. Mm. So Elon basically pulled an epic version of that where everyone said, you're awful. You you stupid. You look ugly. Your hat looks dumb. Your pants look dumb. Why body is shaped like that? Tiny mm. little legs. Stick legs. And Elon broke the internet. Once again. (laughs) I mean, well, shout out X. Mm. I mean, look, him shooting the gun, obviously it looks amazing, but I'm sure your brain went exactly where my brain went during all this. I was just like... How is he keeping his grip? It must be so slippery. Well, maybe he has a a cord. A strap. A little string. I guess his hands would be rough from building Teslas, wouldn't they? They'd probably be fairly calloused from reaching into the Teslas. Yeah, Yeah. and buffing and polishing. Well, you got to think about the Falcon 9 rocket, like how much polishing that needs. Because I'm imagining, I see that gun and I'm just like, you know it would be just slick with sweat. It would be if if we were trying to hold it, yeah. Well, but even for Elon, I'm just thinking like a gun that big and like, you know, we know Elon has these massive hands and I'm just thinking like you know don't you imagine like if you were the gun and Elon's big hands were gripping you that way I'd be sweating yeah I, exactly like you imagine uh should we get to our memorial for Steve yes hey everybody hey 
Welcome to Tep Talk, your number one source for tep news, information, and gossipo. I am one of your hosts, Tep Tim, here in beautiful flowing white robes for this year's anniversary of the uh, very sad death of uh, Steve Jobs. And it's me in the other corner, your illustrious wizard of Tep Talk, Tep Ted Steiner, visionary, dream quester, stepbrother, heartthrob, dare I say, and jester of the funeral. (laughs) That's right, Ted, because look, we've been mourning Steve here for many years. We've done some very, very touching tributes to him. We have. We've paid him great respect and honor, and I think his family, if they could get past their BS and the restraining order, they'd be very touched by the work we've done. But this year... We wanted to do something different because it's easy to cry when you lose a great man. But it's harder to laugh. Yeah. Here's the thing about Steve. Steve brought people joy. He was a joyful man. When you think of Steve Jobs, you think of a big rosy Santa Claus type figure laughing and spreading love. And I mean, what was Steve's favorite song? I Hope You Dance. Yeah. And that's why for this year's Steve Jobs Memorial episode, we're not doing a memorial. We're not doing a POS, weepy cry funeral. We're doing a celebration of life. We're doing the wake, baby. And it's going to be a rager. Let's shake off the trash. Let's mix it into the melange of memory and let's get down to Boogie for Steve. We have so much stuff planned for today and don't worry, we're going to be talking tap as well. iOS 17.0.2 anyone? Crazy stuff anyone? happening in the world of Apple. I've got an actually a special on the ground report on that one I'm excited about. Can't wait. But uh, first of all, how are you doing this week? Uh, yeah, look, listeners may remember at the end of last week's episode. That um, I played a hilarious prank on my dad, Gerald, and sent a completely fake, <laughs> funny email asking for <laughs> a totally fake reconciliation. <laughs> and I got a response pretty quick, and he told me I have a stepbrother named Kyle. Big news for me, um, because Kyle, if he thinks he's going to touch my stuff, has another thing coming. So I've just been sort of guarding my things, finding hiding places for stuff that I don't want touched, and organizing, I guess, a potential meetup with these two. Um, It hasn't happened yet, but I guess I'm planning, like, what would be better? Fishing trip reunion, karaoke for dads, or, I guess, carnival. Let's break it down. Right, so, okay. If we go option one, fishing like redux, then I could probably have Garrett stage some sort of fake pirate situation, kind of get a hostage thing going on and and push Gerald in. And I think that'd be very healing for me. A little T for T. I mean, you could push him in too. I don't know that Gareth would have to be a pirate to do it. I just want Gareth to be a pirate and I don't want to be questioned on that. Is that okay? No, I understand. And that would be good for Gareth, actually, because I know he's been kind of um, in a low mood. He's been bummed ever since the... um, the trailer for the new Bob Marley biopic came out. I know he was kind of gunning for that role. Yeah, I explained to him. I told him I didn't think they were going to do a white Bob. I didn't think they were going to do it. I admire his persistence. Well, I just think he could use a pick-me-up. Look, I know you didn't get cast as as white Bob Marley. Do you want to play a pirate in this staged fake reconciliation slash revenge plot? So benefit of taking your dad out on the water is... Revenge. The con to that... Gareth's wild card nature. Yes, Gareth can overcommit. Yeah, we know this. So cons, Gareth could accidentally maybe drown your dad. Yeah. Pros, he might accidentally drown Kyle, your stepbrother. 
Okay, that's option one. Option two, karaoke. Right. And here's where I think option two diverges into 2A and 2B. American karaoke or karaoke of the glorious nation of Nippon. Where do you get like a little pod? You get a little pod and you can isolate people and be like, now you must listen to me sing. Right. I mean, Ted, I'm glad we're talking about this because if you take your dad and your new stepbrother, if you take them to karaoke, I mean, the big question is, what are you going to sing? <sighs> look, 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 look. When we do karaoke, you and I, you know, this is my go-to. I, I usually reserve this one for myself. I usually get really mad if anyone else sings it, but I want to gift it to you. American Pie. It's got everything going for it. I mean, you know, when I do American Pie at karaoke, I bring down the house. Literally. Everyone leaves. Yeah. Everyone gets mad. They're like, oh, this song is too long. And it's like, well, I finished two minutes ago. I mean, the thing is, you can sing it fast, but the backing track goes the same. I'm in and out in three minutes. Um, sorry, Tim. This some very weird action happening behind me. I think I'm watching, I think I'm watching a D deal. Oh, really? I'm recording in Gareth's van. Oh, Gareth needed some time with the train set? Yeah. You can't come in. Right, yeah, yeah. When he's in train zone, if there's another human in there, it throws the imagination, the scale off. There can only be one giant, boys. It's like, well, there could be two giants, Gareth. And he's like, no, the whole point is I'm the giant. I'm the giant. Well, he's not at the moment. He's doing a D deal in the car. Oh, I see. Oh, it's just he's handing off some D-juice. Oh, and the I guy's see. Got his, okay. The guy's got his van going because he needs to get the D-juice and leave quickly. He's got to go, yeah. You know? this is a, we know this way. If you're drinking D-juice, we know this. You are in a hurry. You, you want to get home. You don't the car. You're in a hurry, yeah. Yeah, you're going you're gonna to want to get to your, your safe zone. It's just D-juice, guys. Don't worry about it. All completely certified. Shout out Dr. Jacobson for certifying D-Juice recently. Thank oh, you yes. That. I'm glad you brought this up. A huge announcement here in the world of D-Juice. No longer hidden around the stores, not in the cleaning aisle. We've leveled up a little bit. D-Juice is have. now available only with a prescription from a, a certified doctor. Well, one certified doctor in particular. One certified doctor, Dr. Jacobson. Yes, shout out Dr. Jacobson. If you want D-Juice, and I know some of you do, you're going to have to go to Dr. Jacobson, do a consultation. Don't worry. Don't worry. Let's just say almost everyone is suffering from a deficiency of vitamin D, according yeah. to Dr. Jacobson. And once he ascertains that you are, in fact, suffering from that or depression or insomnia or IBS, ulcers or lack of ulcers, twitch leg, scratchy hair if your hair is too scratchy, shaky eye, wandering foot, sailor's chin, carpenter's ear, one buttock is higher than the other, misshapen knuckles, all of these ailments and more can be addressed with the healing powers of D-Juice. Yes, and um, if you think there's nothing wrong with you, just go to Dr. Jacobson. He'll sort you out right away. For instance, I wanted some D-Juice, and I was like, I'm a perfect specimen. There's nothing wrong with me. And nothing. I went to see Dr. Jacobson, and he, he said I suffered from father's head, which is just, I guess, it's basically baldness. And it turns out the cure is D-Juice. So I got a slip, and then the really convenient part is that he also sells D-Juice out of his office. You do have to go yeah. into a different room because it's technically a different business. It is, and it's it's a really easy hallway to the other room because it slants down. Yeah, shout out Tom. Coming up is hard because those stairs are very steep, but going down to the D-Juice basement is very easy. Yeah, and that's just also, it's just easier to keep the D-Juice cool down there because we've said this before, it gets hot. The active ingredients do just cause it to heat up. Well, it depends how you like to take it. I know PP, Pastor PP, former ex-pastor PP. Well, he's still a pastor. He's just not a blanket church. Right. Okay. So pastor PP, you know, he puts his DJs in a little Bunsen burner with a candle underneath it. Well, because he's on a diet. He's on a diet. He says it, it goes in faster and it acts faster on his system, which is um, 
all that you need, I guess, for the healing properties of D-Juice. Hey, what's our slogan here at D-Juice Enterprises? What you do with it after we give it to you is none of our business. That's freedom. We technically, legally recommend that you dump it out. Yeah, I mean, and the problem is, you know, with woke. Well, right, exactly. Yeah. And you know, actually, shout out Dr. Jacobson. Thanks for the D-Juice prescription. I'm drinking mine a little slow just because I have to drink it when Darby's not around. Uh, I think Darby's the one who could use a prescription. Dr. Tim here prescribing him with a bad case of POS attitude and annoying. Well, incidentally, D-Juice does actually address stink eye, and this is news you can use. Yeah. Because it slackens your face. Yeah, your eyes aren't going to be stinky. They're just going to be... Have you ever wanted to look like a beautiful fish? Your face will look how your body feels. And that is both a slogan and a, a medical disclaimer. d loosens you up. And that is also why we don't recommend eating six hours before drinking it. Yes, and it's also why we don't let anyone at Big Boy Coffee have any D-Juice. No, no, they don't need D-Juice. No, they don't need it. Plus, if they did, oh boy. Yeah, and shout out Carlton, by the way, and his new son. Yeah. Um, um, Jake's a bit old. Jake's a bit old. I think Carlton, credit where credit's due, he really does believe that he saved Jake from human trafficking. Yeah, that's nice. It is lovely for him to think that. I think other interpretation of that event is that he took a man home with him. Yeah, and they're friends. I think Jake didn't have much going on, so he didn't mind being abducted. Yeah. His wife didn't care. So, Carlton, Jake, Dejuice, Gareth. American Pie. American Pie Karaoke. Got it. So we're talking option two of potential meetup spots for my dad and my stepbrother Kyle and I to be reunited and to uh, have a very funny Funny. prank time together. So that's option two. We can either do a Japanese style in a tiny booth where I can trap them and make them listen to me sing Wonderful Tonight, or we can Mm. go American style in public and I don't have to talk to them. I can just make them sing something and then leave. Ted, I mean, look, we're dancing around the goose here. What are you going to sing? Uh, I need something that's going to, like, get across the, the pain, I feel. Oh, 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 Dr. Evil, just the two of us. <sighs> that's really good. And I can come. I, you can invite me. Yeah, and we could sing it together. Dr. Yeah, Evil, yeah, yeah. just the two of us. Oh, here's another good one for you. What if God was one of us? I really like that. I was also thinking the Lenny Kravitz version of American Woman. Oh. Wait, wait, beautiful stranger. That one's really good because your dad is like a stranger to you because he abandoned you so long ago. Yeah, that's actually really good. But I don't know if he's beautiful. Kyle's probably not beautiful. Let's hope not. With Woke. With Woke, he could be. Yeah, I don't know. So that's option two. Right, karaoke, sing a song from Austin Powers. Definitely. And sorry, what was option three again? Carnival. I don't think I need to explain this one. Pro is obviously Carnival. Con, also Carnival. Yep. You're surrounded by clowns, which is good for you. Mm. That's kind of your community. Shout out, actually, community. Shout out me. Ted. I know you're too proud to ask, but you do you want me to come with you? I mean, I understand. I don't have to be mini-me. I could just come as regular me. Right, right. Um... Look, you know, look, uh... I'm just saying, like... I'm just worried, look, You okay, might be so, too proud to look, ask, but I'm not too proud to beg. Okay, well, look, you know, we can cut this from the podcast. Definitely. I'm going to cut all this, honestly. None of this has anything to do with Tep. Okay, cool. Um, I've been meaning to talk to you. Yes, okay. I know that you really want to come to the reunion. No, I don't care. No, I don't... I, I just, Ted, for you, for you, I just think, mm. like, you know, if my dad were alive and I were playing a prank on him where I forgave him... Um, yeah. I would want you to come. Right. Yeah. And the only reason, the only yeah. reason that I think maybe, maybe, maybe it might be better if you just wait, 
don't react yet when I say this. Yeah. Don't come. <sighs> is because I'm worried about what Kyle will do to you. Okay. He's a stepbrother. No, no, I know. I can't protect you from everything. Dad, I keep... Let me... Can I just say... You know, for, I can, uh, I can I, financially pay for your life. And thank you for my allowance, by the way. No worries, but, you know... No, I hear you. I can... Uh, what if Kyle says, uh, who's this idiot? Yeah. Uh, you ever played Tony Hawk Pro Skater 3? Yeah, right, <laughs> right. And, you know, what am I supposed to do that? Because I've played it, obviously, but you haven't. I haven't. No, I haven't. Uh, what's your favorite Halo multiplayer level? And if you don't say Blood Gulch... I'm Tim, sunk. and I know you always forget Blood Gulch. No, Ted, I I hear you. I mean, look, it's not like like if we were dealing with a murderer, that'd be one thing. But this is a stepbrother. Like, there's literally no saying what he could do. No. Uh, at the same time, Ted, you know, like if I'm gonna go down, I want to go down in the blaze of glory. Like, I just if I, I, I step in and try I, to protect uh, you, he's gonna he's gonna be like, oh, who's this? We're married friends. We're married friends. We're friends who are married. And for your information, I'm getting my wife back as we speak. Right. Yeah. No, Ted, I look, I. Hear you? I, I guess it's just hard for me to hear that you don't want me there. You know, even no. if it's, even if it's a good reason, even Tim. if it's a good Ted, even if it's a good reason. Like for me, it's like if it's gonna be hard, if it's gonna be painful, that's all the more reason I want to be there. And it's like I guess I just thought when we started this tech podcast, there was like a certain commitment of like I will be there for you, no matter, I, I, Tim, no matter. I that, uh, no, I, I, listen, I understand that Ted. No, I can, listen, I, Ted, Tim, Ted, I can not, I can swallow this. No, just put it in my mouth. I can gulp it down. No, take that out of your I, mouth. You take you that know out of your mouth. I need to do something. Anyway, spit that into I, I, my hand. This will be good for me. Spit maybe, open maybe up, Mr. Smash open Man. Up, maybe spit Potato that Man into was my right. Hand. Maybe the Pretender was right. No. Maybe I do need some no. space. Maybe you and your stepbrother will really Tim, hit it off. Maybe you'll have no. a wonderful time. Maybe listen, you'll like. <laughs> you listen to me. Like it's not that. Maybe you'll like MacBook, MacBook Pro, iPhone, iPad, Apple Music. <laughs> Tim, it's not that I don't want you there. It's that we need to think of the right disguise. Oh! Yep, that's I, right. Oh my gosh, I made a fool of myself again. I'm so sorry, Ted. I totally misunderstood you. No, that's okay. You. Easy misunderstanding. With woke. With woke. You're right, with, with woke. woke. You with know, woke, you can never you, trust. With woke, yeah. you think crazy things? I'm so sorry. I completely understand. Yeah. I think you're absolutely right. Of course I'll be there, Ted. If you're asking me to be there in a disguise, obviously. Yes, I, I am asking you to be there in a disguise. Now, um, what disguise should Well, we that use? depends a lot on where we're going. Carnival clown, obviously. Right, obviously, for option three. Option two, let's go backwards. And what about Harajuku drink server? Depends on the karaoke, but yeah. I could sing the Naruto theme song, you know, and then you come in. Yep. Oh, I've got it. What if I go undercover as your dad? No, wait, because he'll be there. Wait, what's the number one thing you want to do for your dad, right? Besides prank him, make him jealous. Oh, milady. New dad. New dad. Imagine Gerald's face when he's like, oh, I hope Ted will forgive me. Oh, I was such a bad dad. I hope he doesn't mind that I traded him in for a new son. And you show up and you're like, uh, uh, nice to see you, Gerald. I actually have another dad. <laughs> Not actually an issue. Don't actually think about it because of my new dad. Honestly, Ted, this is going to be great for my range. I've spent so much time as mother. Yeah, look, just to recap, it's not that I don't want you to come to the reunion that I'm going to be having as a joke with my real dad, who I haven't spoken to in 20 years, and my unknown but now uh, meeting for the first time stepbrother Kyle. It's that I want you to attend as my fake father so I can make both of them jealous. Now, can I ask you, Ted, a, a, a technical question? What kind of daddy do you think I should be? Oh, I think we need to throw a super curveball. 
Professor Dad? Professor. Professor Dad. Pipe. Cool professor's jacket. Glasses. I can just imagine Lofton being like, oh, nice to meet you, Gerald. Did you happen to know that the mitochondria is the power bottom of the cell? Wow, I could actually, this is really compelling. E equals MC squared, Gerald. Contextually within this time, the subtext of this passage really reads more as an indictment of the Edwardian age than as it's seen by modern times. Gerald, you know what I always say? is The Princess of Cleves is really the first book to present the modern tradition of interiority in novels, but uh, you wouldn't understand that. You're just a POS fisherman. (laughs) Hand me my pipe, son. Here you go, Daddy. Shall I pack it full of snuff? Pack me up, son. Gerald, you know what they say? (laughs) Uh, Sometimes a cigar is just a cigar, but sometimes it's more. And I give him a big wink and take a big suck on my pipe. Oh, I like this. I think Professor Dad is the one. Yeah. I guess I want to ask you a question, a a technical question here. Before we get down to the Steve Jobs end-of-life celebration. Because we look similar, do you think it's better if I wear old man makeup or if you dress in little boy's clothes? The latter. I was just about to say, I think we use juxtaposition in order to make you older by making me younger. See, we both have daddy head, right? Yes, yes, yes. Thank you, Dr. Jacobson. Yeah, thank you for those pills too, by the way. Ooh, I love those pills. Free pills, folks. baby, I love those pills. Bottle of prescription, get a free bottle of pills. A couple reds, a purple, a blue. I got a clear one. Mm -hmm. You never know what you're going to get. Anyhow, yes, so I think we'll dress you up in like a little sailor suit, which is actually makes me think probably we should be on the water. Yeah, I think it's actually, it's got to be the water. And then also, I think it's about flowing locks. Shout out. Steve. Curly locks. Yeah. Shout out Sinead. Yeah. So I'll put more hair on the top of my head somehow. Gareth could give you some of his dreadlocks perhaps and you could like boil them. I would definitely have to boil them. Curly locks are going to go a long way to making you look younger. And also I think scale is key. It's true. If I get shoes that are really big, because I, I, I'm, I'm pretty tall. If I get shoes that are really big and a really big shirt, uh, and I hold something for scale, like a really big bottle of D-juice or a- just a giant lollipop. Yeah. And now, Ted, actually, I'm glad you mentioned your height because that actually raises another thing we need to think about logistically is I'm quite short. And I think if mm. people see us together, they don't usually think there's a small dad and his giant son. They tend to think yeah. there are two men of the same age who are best friends and why are they in my house slash what are they looking at slash did they just throw that through that door? So yeah. I think you dressing in oversized clothes with hair pasted to your head will go a long way. However, sure. maybe I should have like stilts? Yeah, or, or we could go the other direction and just make you wider. Oh, sure. There are small wide daddies. Yes. Okay, so you'll be wearing oversized clothes. You'll be wide. I'll maybe pad some pillows out to myself. To the side. Yeah. Just to the side, I think. Right, yep. You can be normal thickness. I mean, I don't think he's going to ask how I became your father, but should we maybe just say, what do we say? That I married your mom? No. Um, I think it was more like I was studying at Oxford after a small sabbatical in Florence. And I just needed some academic prowess in order to just sharpen the mind before I hit my dissertation really hard and the autumn fell. Because I knew I'd barricade myself somewhere north in the Upper Hebrides and just really get it done. So I decided I'd hit Oxford and I was there amongst the dusty tomes. That is when I saw a stately man wander in in a beam of light and dust, puffing a pipe, Mm -hmm. uh, even though the librarian said, uh, please don't smoke in here. And I I was so taken with the way he puffed in her face. Puffed and sucked, yep. Puffed and sucked that pipe and sort of 
mouthed at it, sort of mumming. Yep, yep, gummed it. Gummy professorial lips. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And um, I came over, and you had your head buried in a book, and I placed my big fleshy hand on your shoulder, and I gave you a squeeze, and I said, studying hard, I see. Yes, and I, I looked up from my Hegel, and I said, I think I have a proposition for you. What is freedom? And I remember I I sucked hard on my pipe, just sucked it all down. And I said, in 20 years of being a Don here at Oxford, no student has ever put it so plainly. And and from there on, it was just a whirlwind. It was just, we were just studying, studying, studying. And and of course, studying turns into friendship. And, you know, I was having a tough time with the university, of course. I didn't get along with Bertrand Russell. I think I was chafing a bit at the university structure and the politics of it. You know, I think I was just so sick of the who knows who and who's eating with who and this, that, and the other thing. And and then I guess I adopted you. Yeah, totally. And I love this because, you know, what we get to play out here with Gerald and your adoption of me is the dadalectic, right? The dad tithesis and then the synthy dad. Yeah, the daddy this. Daddy synth. Between the two opposing forces of Gerald and you. Yes, right. You know, in that conflict comes the answer, me. Oh, Ted, I've got it. I've got it. You fell in the water and I pulled you out. That has to be it. We were walking along the canals outside of Oxford. We were taking one of our famous walks and just talking. And probably you bent down to take a picture of something with your phone. You fell into the canal. I helped you out. And Mm. in that moment, you realized, and you can say, you can write this down if you want. You can say, I realized in that moment that I'd come full circle and I had found my father. Oh my gosh, can you imagine your father's face when he realizes that you were studying in Oxford and you got a new dad when you fell in the water? Oh my God, who pulled me? out of the water i think that is the exact moment i'll get gareth to push him in oh oh you know what i'm gonna say i'm gonna say i saw the boy in the water and i thought what would any father do that'll get him ted yeah i'll kill him honestly ted if i'm gonna be a professor dad i gotta pull from the greats i think i should have freud's bald head and karl marx's beard yes i want ludwig von wittgenstein's open shirt look but I also want to have Ayn Rand's bangs. Definitely have Ayn Rand's bangs. Because your dad being a laborer, that'll really intimidate him. And he's probably going to be like, I only know what is fish, where does fish come from? And I'll be like, uh, Gerald, uh, whereof we cannot speak, thereof we must be silent. Or must we? I love it. Wait, what did your dad say exactly in the email? Um, Let's see here, guys. Uh, well, yada, yada. So relieved that we can finally make some peace here. If you're comfortable with it, why don't you come down to the beach house? We'll have a salmon bake. I caught a big one with your name on it. Thinking of you always and excited to reconnect, Gerald. It's a salmon bake. Salmon bake. At the beach house, though. Okay, so near the water. mischief yeah, okay. can still happen. Ted, um, I don't eat salmon because it's gross. It tastes like fish. So I yep. think I might just bring like... I don't know, a thing of gummies to eat, which I think could be very stately. I have some Pop-Tarts. Let's just bring a bag of food, yeah. Well, I can't wait for dinner with Gerald next week. Ooh, Daddy v. Daddy. Hey, Ted, do you want to rehearse it all as father and son? Sure. Daddy, Tuscany's awfully dull without you. Yes, you know, Ted and I are taking a Rhine River cruise next summer. We simply must imagine the amount of poetry, music, and theater that has been composed on the Bonnie Banks. <laughs> it's the perfect place to 
to stimulate the cortex. I always tell my son, Ted, you know, you simply cannot read Goethe if you're not in the native land. There's something about the air that allows his poetry to land in a way you can't understand, Gerald, a man of your type with a brain your size you couldn't understand. Uh, how do I put it in terms that you might understand, Gerald? I suppose it's like when you catch a rather good eel. <laughs> oh, Daddy, explain to these cretins just a little bit of Freud for me. I'd love to see the moronic look on their monkey faces as they try to scratch that one out, Daddy. Uh, yeah, and I may say something like, when I pulled Ted out of that river, I thought I was saving his life, but really, he's saved mine. I realise now... I had nothing to live for. And I, I didn't know that at the time. I thought, and Gerald, you'll understand this, I thought I had a full life. I had a career and I had uh, accolades and a tenure and um, money, a home, a car, and um, I thought I was happy. And, uh, and when I met Ted and... and uh, when he came into my life, I realized that my life had been empty. And he saved my life. And um, when I think about where I would be without him, um, I, can't bear, I can't bear to think of it. So, Steve Jobs. Now it is time to get down to the... Fourth annual Tep Talk Steve Jobs Anniversary Celebration of Life! Hell yeah! Party rockin' in the house tonight! And have a good time! Respectfully. Respectfully, yeah. Folks, Steve Jobs is D. He's drawn his last B. And he ain't ticking no more. Yeah, and for years we have struggled with that fact. Yes, um, it's yeah. yeah. We've we've worked at being very respectful in this podcast, and we continue to maintain that promise to you to honor the D and to honor the L. Well, and I think Ted, the word you just said there that is so important is respect, and also honor, but respect yeah. because in life, how do you respect someone? Bowing a lot, treating them the way they want to be treated. Someone says this is a shoes off house, you do it. Right, unless you think it's a stupid rule. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. But if someone says, don't come in my house, you say, Randy, I will not come in your house when you're home. I hear your boundary. Will I follow it? Yeah, we'll see. But I hear but it. I hear you. I, I hear respect it. I hear you. I, I see Jack Sully. Randy says, I, I've seen you drive by my house. You say, Randy, I respect that you think you did. Public road. It's a public road. When I get in the car, I don't know where I go. You know where you go every time you drive? As if. I'm just. I'm just getting out of the house to get away from Darby. I don't know. I'm not thinking about where I'm driving. I'm just driving around. It's not that big of a town. No, it's not. But you know, it's woke. But I respect the fact that you deluded yourself into thinking that that's true. The same is true when someone rips. Take a clown. If a clown dees, you're not respecting them by having a somber funeral because they were a clown. The way you respect a clown at their funeral is by spraying the body with seltzer. Honking the nose. Honking the nose, or any part of them. I mean, they're not alive. They don't know. Mm. Like, if you go to a clown funeral, folks, we've been to a lot. Um, shout out that tragedy. You're going to see stuff that might seem tasteless because in a normal POS life, 
It is. First of all, you get there and you pull the doorknob on the funeral home and the doorknob comes off. And you're like, whoa, <laughs> what? And then- Whoopee cushions. Whoopee cushions on every seat. <laughs> Everyone's just- <laughs> Everyone's sitting down. Some people are crying and laughing and- And actually farting. Yeah, definitely. There's a lot of cover provided. You know, it's a flatulent bunch. They eat a lot of legumes and broccoli. And if it's a closed casket, probably someone will do a, a goofy gag, like put a little speaker in the casket that's like, let me out of here, let me out of here. Yeah. And do just- open the casket and check because shout out apologies the one time there was someone in there. We rushed it. We rushed the judgment a little bit which is why it's important in a funny clown way to also hilariously drop the casket. If there's a sleeping clown in there that'll definitely wake him up. I think what you're saying is to celebrate Steve, one simply cannot give a normal funeral. One must give a MacBook, MacBook Pro, iPad, iPad Air, iTunes, smartwatch funeral. Absolutely, Ted. When we think of Steve, we don't just think about his inventions, his incredible innovations. We also think about the fact that he brought a smile to everyone's face. Every face. And that's why today, folks, we're setting aside the mopey, saddy, cryy, and we're going to do a celebration with some art, with some tribute. Can't wait. Let's get it on. Okay, so I want to start things off with a joke. He did love jokes. I'm on jokesforus.com, and um, apologies, folks. Let's just say it's not woke, but um, I'm in this section of jokesforus.com called Marriage Jokes. (laughs) I'm going to go ahead and read one randomly. It says, what is the ideal marriage? I'll I'll answer that. It's one between two best friends. And the jokey answer is one between a deaf man and a blind woman. That's quite nice. Quite beautiful, really. They love each other. Yeah. Here's another joke, Ted. This one's a real howler. It says, how hard is it to lose a wife? And then the answer is, nowadays, it's almost impossible. I mean, I don't know who they're talking to. Yeah, it's pretty easy. I mean, I lost mine so fast. I guess that's the joke. It's absurd. I got another one here, Ted. Which one of your children will never grow up and move away? It says, um, your husband. Oh, that's nice. I was going to say, it sounds like me. Yeah. That's not a joke as much as it's just sort of like an observation. Okay, one more. This one says, hey, Ted, what's the difference between marriage and death? <laughs> uh, endless darkness and the exchange of corporeal form into the real soul that transcends meaning. Transcends meaning. You are the universe witnessing yourself. Some, somehow you go back to the source. Right, somehow. Somehow, somehow. somehow. Something I can't, to do with I don't an have egg. words for it. Uh, I don't know. What, what's the answer? Uh, it says your dead people are free. Mm, I guess that's what I'm saying. Yeah, 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 true. I mean, like, what could be more free than to be completely detached from physicality? Well, yeah, look, shout out Hegel. Yeah. And if you're married, you're not free because you're alive. Right, right, right. Okay. Quite nice, really. Thank you for that, jokesforus.com. Not so funny, but really quite beautiful. And we hope you enjoyed those, Steve. Yes. Hey, uh, why don't we share with Steve some of the funny things we've done this year, sort of in his spirit? Yes, okay. Well, you remember when we had the iPad race? We both Legolas down the stairs. Yes, that's a, he would have loved that. He would have loved that. Although I do also feel a little bad, though, because we did smash both those iPads. Well, I think that's part of Steve's greater plan of planned obsolescence. Right, yeah, that's true. We helped free them into death. Oh, I got one, Steve. Uh, so, Steve, I thought of you the other day. You would have loved this. The other day, Darby was like, I'm going to turn off the router because you've been on the computer and the phone too much. And I said, well, if you do that, Darby, I'm going to flush your paycheck down the toilet. And he said, Tim, you're not going to do that. Tell me you're not going to do that. And I said, then don't turn off the router. And he said, you're spending too much time on the phone. And I said, well, then then do it. And so he turned off the router. And then I, I, I put the paycheck in the toilet and I flushed it. And then Darby was like, I can't ask for another paycheck. 
I'm already on thin ice because he's got that job over at Dillard's. He ended up getting the job that I went for, actually. Yeah. And I already spent so much money on this suit. And I was like, Darby, why did you buy that stupid suit? He's like, I told you a million times I'm going on a date. And I said, oh, with who, your mom? And he's like, no, don't mention my mom. <laughs> so, um, yeah, Steve, I thought you'd like that. That is really funny. That's such a funny story. Yeah. Okay, Steve, here's another laugh and a gaff for you. <laughs> there was a very funny time where Tim and I, a few weeks back. Oh, Steve, you would have loved this. <laughs> oh, you would have loved it. For a month, we played a very funny prank, pretending that we didn't believe Craig Linguini was a fractured tulpa-like vessel of a human. We thought he was alive and just a normal guy. I bet Steve is hearing that with Craig, and he's like, wait, Craig, you got to hear this. And Craig comes over, and he's just like, <laughs> you know, because of his soul. Yep. Oh, I got one, Steve. You didn't get to see this because you did too soon, but in the movie Captain Marvel, the cat is actually a really powerful alien. But it's just like this cute little cat. Mm, yeah, we love that. And then also, Steve, um, this one's less funny. But um, in Spider-Man No Way Home, Peter Parker erases everyone's memories so they don't remember he's Spider-Man just because it's for the good of everyone. Mm, mm. And that's just a sad one, Steve, that you missed. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I can't. Ted, I, I'm trying to keep a smile going here, but I'm, there's some No, no, I can fix this. I can fix here. this. No, Tim, I want you to think about Minions. Steve never got to see the Minions. He oh. would have loved the Minions. Steve, you would have loved the Minions. He would have loved the Minions. Steve, if you're listening, I mean, I know you are, but like, basically the Minions are, um, how do I even describe it? They're just kind of these little sexy, little funny guys. They don't make any sense. And they get up to antics. And Ted did a really funny one where he said, I love it when he bends over. <laughs> I'm trying to celebrate Steve's life, but it's just a, It's hard. It's hard because like every good memory is like It's a reminder. Oh, and Steve, Darby's letting me play the woodblock now to back him up on bass. Just because I wanted to play the bass and for a while I was like, Hey Darby, you do the fingers and I'll do the thumbs. And he said, That's not how the bass works. And I said, Well, let me work the shaft and you work the body. And he said, Don't say that. Mm. And then finally he said, If you really want to be involved, you can play the woodblock. So I've been playing the woodblock. Oh, cool. Can I play you song? Sure. One, two, three, four. It moves like Jagger. Steve missed moves like Jagger. Oh, Steve, Steve moves like Jagger. Steve never got to hear the new Rolling Stones song. Steve, it's really bad. Oh, you didn't get to hear it. Steve never got to know that Kanye West, Brianna, and Paul McCartney made a song together finally. Steve never got to know that they made Blue Beetle and Black Adam. Steve never got to see Marky Mark Wahlberg enter the Transformers franchise. No. <laughs> Steve never got to see Elon grab the gun and get his hands on the gun and hold the hold the gun so tight even though it was so sweaty and wet. Steve never got to see Elon hold the 450 caliber gun with his cowboy hat on backwards because someone told him he was stupid and he posted a video of himself with the sweaty gun in his feet callous hands from touching the Falcon 9. By the way, Steve, don't call it Twitter anymore. It's X now. It's X. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know, Ted. Well, do you still want to do your art tribute, your poem? Sure, Steve. Grieve. The sleeve I cry in two drips for you. One drip, a daddy's not the other one. Things forgot, mm. like a smile, a passing moment, a hint and a frown. As the lights of the auditorium come down, they are in the glint of a screen and the glasses 
Something between us all passes, a knowledge of a future so brand new and shiny. You, our dad, now so tiny. Mm. Like a tiny dad inside our hearts, forevermore pumping it galore, full of blood, tap and news, information, gossip and thrill. Mm. Oh, Steve, for you I would kill that part of me that ever doubts. Oh, yes, I would throw it all out. And Steve, when on from high you look down and frown, I know it's not for I am dressed as a clown, I know it is not for I cry too often or uh, have become too much of a boffin. I know it is you cry because sometimes I must admit I forget that you were ever here. When life moves on, the best I can do is to not move on. The best I can do for you, my dear Steve, is to never let go and to never not grieve. Amen. Oh, and Steve, I'm Ted's dad now. Well, that's it for this week's show, everybody. Well done, uh, us. Yeah, good job, Tim. And Steve, if you liked our tribute, go ahead and... Sign up for the Patreon. Don't, actually, because of Corey, the whole Corey situation. Steve, I know that you have, are so busy up in heaven granting wishes and prayers... But if you could just rebuke my son. A little bit. He stole our Patreon to upload his songs on. And the worst part of it is he's letting us keep the money. Such a slap in the face. Big slap in the face. Shout out Bronson and Stefan. Tainted dollars. Shout out Bronson and Stefan. And yes, wow, on Steve's birthday, really? You sent me a check for five grand from the Patreon? Um, I don't want your mm. stupid money. I mean, I'm going to cash it, but I'm going to spend it on stuff I want, and it's going to make you mad. And uh, folks, iOS 17.0.2 came out. What can I say? It's amazing. That one came straight from Steve, I think. So, uh, folks, we're going to be back next week, and I'm super excited to talk about the fact that Apple support no longer has humans on the helpline. It's all computers now. Thank God, finally. Ted, this is going to be huge for us because you know that stuff we've said on Apple support where people like get mad and report it? Robots don't care. Robots don't care. Robots aren't going to be like, did you really do that? If you really did that, you should tell someone. Robots are just going to yeah. be like, thank you for telling me that. That is funny. I'm a robot. I cannot attend your birthday party. Thank you for asking what I look like. I will tell you if I could. I have no corporeal form. See you next week, everybody. Bye, Daddy. Uh, so, Ted, a quick thought. Yes. I think it's going to be important for me as your father to have the right number of crumbs in my mustache. Yes, Daddy. Like, professors will sometimes, like, delicately wipe crumbs from their mustache with a handkerchief. Well, you just got to have a pocket full of biscotti. Ooh, ooh, I could get between Kyle and Gerald. Gerald, father to father, you wouldn't mind if I offered your son a sweet? Oh, I like this. Chosen. Yeah.